Wells from 2008. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And because this is a movie that does not take place in current day, we have our resident historian, Mike Manzi. Hi, Mike. Hey, have you seen my ukulele? <laughs> I have not seen your ukulele, but I hear that you're the best ukulele player in the world. That's how I got the job. This movie, uh, ooh, uh, I wished, so, okay, so before, actually, before we get into anything else, Joe, you said to me last night that you wished that we saw this earlier in Zack Attack. Why did oh. you say that? What do you mean by that? I said that because we have to use bone down in Zag Attack, and we could just be using quadruple space. We could be using quadruple space. Yeah, quadruple space is the compromise of Zag Attack. So from here on out, it's quadruple space. That's what a really... is quadruple space everything? Yeah, that's how they describe in... I guess it's like old-timey like smut literature, but they wouldn't <laughs> describe it, right? Yeah, they would. you'd have to read between the lines, right? So they would always just say they, they went to bed, and then the next morning the milkman's bottles were clanging together as the sun rose. <laughs> All these kinds of euphemisms to talk about sex back in the 30s. Yeah. It, uh, who? By the way, it was That like, would be better the... than Bone Down, because Bone Down didn't come out of anything. Bone Down was just my brain. Was the 30s this promiscuous, by the way? Like, holy shit. Everybody was banging... Everybody's quadruple <laughs> spacing everyone in this movie. I feel like every era has been promiscuous. I think that it just gets lost to the sands of time. Okay. Yeah, I feel like also part of it might be their actors, and so they're also more that. free spirits, and they're liberal, and they're just, yeah. So this movie takes place in uh, Zeph's life between High School Musical 2 and 3, because huh. last month's movie was High School Musical 3, but we did all three in a yeah. row because we hit the first one. So between 2 and 3, he only did one movie. He did this movie, so he looks the same as he did in those two movies, it's another movie where he's a singer and musician, and also, again, sort of, like, afraid to take the stage, or doesn't want to take the stage. Like, yeah. it's the same movie as High School Musical, <laughs> except in the 30s. Yep, it's exactly what I thought. Orson Welles presents High School Musical. <laughs> <laughs> it's It takes place in Orson Welles' life before he directed a movie, before he directed Citizen Kane. Yeah, it's, think, it's even right? a year before War of the Worlds is broadcast. Yeah, yeah. so, because they, they, they talk about, like, he goes to the radio station where he would, I guess, later broadcast War of the Worlds, but this is about him directing a stage play of Julius Caesar. It's the same... Or- like, what, what's crazy, though, is the guy who plays Orson Welles, this guy Christian McKay, I think? Yeah. Let me make what's sure he I get from? his name right. He looks really familiar. What else was he This at? is his first movie. Whoa. Which okay. is crazy. But what I, else has I'm he been He looks so familiar. a Broadway actor... I've seen him in stuff. I don't know. I don't know what he. I need to look this like up. Like it's it's small roles. He's got a really recognizable look. You know, he looks yeah. like a couple other famous actors already. So I thought I knew him from stuff, but it's amazing. This is his first role. So he was in the Theory of Everything as a really small role. He was in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy as a small role. He was in Rush as a small role. He was in Florence hmm. Foster Jenkins. Never but seen But none it. of these, like, he's not the lead in any of these. Was so. he in, like, SVU or something? He looks like he was, like, a main character on, like, a shitty TV drama. Frontier. He's known for, on IMDb, Rush, The Theory of Everything, Mean Orson Welles, and Florence Foster Jenkins. So probably not. No, it doesn't look like he was in anything. Yeah, you're right. He's I don't know. Borgia? He looks like somebody else. He looks like somebody else to me. I, I can see it. He's like another actor in my head. I don't know what he's from, though. He's but. really good, though. I don't know why he's not in more stuff. Yeah, he was great. He carried the yeah, whole movie. I feel like Orson Welles is just a really good character to play. Like, if you get someone that looks close to him, but can sort of project that like loud arrogant confidence that Orson Welles has like if you can do that well like it comes across really well it's a lot of fun I just always there's not a lot of people who've played Orson Welles but I always enjoy seeing him portrayed on screen by other actors what else has he been portrayed in um, yeah. well, one, the only one that really head. comes to mind is at the end of Ed Wood he's in that okay um, I always think back to F is for fake one of his last films that he just kind of plays himself it's a documentary about art and magic and illusion and filmmaking and stuff, but I always found him to be a very interesting personality in general, so I enjoyed watching him like come to life on screen. I know nothing about Orson Welles. Like, other than Citizen Kane and War of the Worlds, like, I'm glad that we have our resident historian here today. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was just, like, a really young wunderkind, like, when it came to theater, reading, like, books. Yeah, I get and, that part. All that. Yeah, and, like, I think in this movie, he's 
supposed to be like 22. It seems like he's 40, right? The way that he's yeah, sort of like, like 40, commanding yeah. everything and just orchestrates the world around him. Yeah, basically, I mean, in a couple of years from when this takes place, about five years after this movie takes place, he'll direct Citizen Kane, and that'll hold the title of greatest film ever for many, many, many years. All the ages in this movie are weird because Zeph is 18 in, in the movie. He's 18. He's about to be 18, he says. And he's in love with Claire Danes, who is, I think, like eight years older than him in real life, but she she's probably playing maybe 22 to 25, but she looks a lot older than him. Yeah, she looks way old, too. And she's Orson Welles' production assistant, and he falls in love with her. He seems like such a baby compared to everybody else, but I guess he's only four years difference, really? It's just, Maybe. it's strange. Yeah, it feels weird, man. I think it worked well, though, to sort of separate him from the rest of the theater that we're so sort of familiar with theater life and everything. Like, he's he's a youngster, but he's also very young to that crowd and scene and stuff, so I kind of like that he looked way younger than everybody else in this movie. And I never got the sense of how old Claire Danes was. I figured she could be anywhere between, like, 20 and 30. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's really ambiguous. But I thought it was funny how he's, like, interested in her because all the guys are interested in her, but he kind of has his eye on that mousy girl he meets in the music store at first. Yeah. So yeah, Claire, Zoe Kazan. Yeah, and Claire Danes ends up pursuing him, which I was like, oh, oh finally, that makes so much sense because, like, here's this, <laughs> like, gorgeous, you know, like, high school boy. Of course, someone would just be pursuing him out of pure lust, and that's, like, all it was. We've talked about it on other episodes. That doesn't happen. Like, he's Never always, for like, this. It's this always this guy who's, like, beautiful and always talented and always, like, a catch in every way across the board, <laughs> and no one ever wants him. Nope, no one. The weirdest ever thing over him. and over again. But in this movie, everybody wants him. Claire Danes pursues him. By the end of the movie, Zoe Kazan and him are maybe about to become an item. We have Kelly Riley, who played... I only know her really from Vince Vaughn's wife in True Detective Season 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the main actress in the stage play they put on. I don't think she's in love with him, but she's like, she says, like, I'm in love with you or whatever, and, like, she kisses him on the cheek. But, like, everybody's like, yeah, let me get at that Zeph. I know, this was what I was waiting for, for, like, fucking 20 movies now. Finally, Zeph gets oogled over and not called a gay, what, gay robots designed <laughs> in a laboratory or something. That yeah. I feel like this is a very safe movie for him to do between high school musical movies. You know, like, it's it's him being a little bit older and showing that he can be in a thing that's not just for kids, but it's still in that wheelhouse. So it's cool to see him, not promiscuous, but, like, he sleeps with Claire Danes. I mean, he quadruple spaces Claire Danes off screen, yeah. probably. And, you know, he's... I not- like that they literally quadruple spaced it for you. Like, to, like, it was a nice movie yeah. touch. Like, they literally quadruple spaced it. Like, you see him, like, walk into the bedroom and then it just, like, goes black and it's the morning. <laughs> but he's also kind of a scumbag because apparently everybody in the theater company wants to sleep with Claire Danes and she'll have none of it. And then when they find out that he is going on dates with her and stuff, they make a $5 bet, like, who's going to sleep with her? For, like, I don't know why they would make that bet. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. he's dating her, and the other guys have been around, and they, and she wants no part of them. I don't know why they make that bet at all, but it's it's kind of shitty on his part to accept their money. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to sleep with, I'm going to quadruple space this girl and then get paid for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw it as sort of like this shortcut to camaraderie. Like, he was bonding with the rest of the actors at that point. And Joseph Cotton is one of them who's like in tons of stuff. Like even with Orson, like the third man in Citizen Kane. So it was funny to see someone play another real actor there. I got the sense that it was also just kind of be like, you know, these guys like back in the day, like chauvinism is just like all over the place. Like it's just blatant and obvious and stuff. So I've just kind of felt just more like bravado where I don't think like in the context of bigger things, it, it was meant to be like he's a scumbag or anything. I just, it just means like, all men are kind of creeps, you know, in the 30s, uh, <laughs> trying to get into everyone's pants. So, I don't even know where to begin talking about this movie, because it's, there's, not a lot happens. I mean, a lot no. of it is just that relationship. I agree. The log line, I think, is that he, he gets a part in this play by lying his way into it about how he's a great ukulele player, he's a singer, whatever he wants to be. He can do a drum roll, which apparently impresses everybody on the street. Yeah, holy <laughs> and shit. And he gets into the play, they rehearse the play for a while, they have opening night, he gets fired, and then the movie ends. That's basically, like, the plot. And it's just about his relationships with everybody. I feel like this movie is probably pretty okay. Like, I think if I was watching it just to watch it, I would enjoy it more. But watching it for Zack Attack, watching it, especially at this point, 
when we just came off the High School Musical movies, and when we've seen so many other movies that he's done, it's not the movie that I want to see right now. It feels a little stunted to me, too. Like, we just saw him play a huge lead in Zack Attack, and sorry, yep. in High School Musical, yep. and he was, like, Musical. you know, the star, and he was fucking dancing and singing everywhere, and in this, he kind of plays, like, this, like, very small role. Yeah, I think it was, like, just a safe acting bet, though. Like, you know, it was a nice little transition. He wasn't bad in this movie. It's just, like, in the movie, like you said, it's not too bad. Like, it wasn't something that I ever really want to watch again, but it wasn't terrible. It just felt slow and, like, the time, I guess. It sounds like you guys kind of were, like, gaining momentum there for a minute, and then you just, like, took a wrong turn with this one <laughs> or something yeah. like that. I think this movie is, like, fine. I-, I was actually looking forward to it. I picked it because I had wanted to see it previous to you guys starting Zack Attack, and I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll wait a year <laughs> and then watch it when uh, they review it. The main thing to me that threw me most about this whole thing is that it's a Richard Linkletter directed Yeah. Film, you know? And it doesn't have, to me, it doesn't have any of his trademark it doesn't feel anything like that. It's it's got none of his actors. What else did he do? He did the before trilogy. He did Boyhood. He did Days and Confused. Oh, okay. He did Everybody okay. Wants Some. This is a very like rigid, structured movie with none of his actors set in New York and not like Texas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's about as far from what he does as he could possibly get. And maybe that was the point. Maybe that's what he wanted to do with this project but I also feel like maybe that's what Zeph is doing here is the, the, the opportunity to work with Linkletter right and that'll kind of lend him some credibility if he can pull off a role in a Linkletter film he sort of has like credit. Yeah I guess maybe that was it In Linkletter's career this is the first movie he did after A Scanner Darkly which Mike oh, and I God, just covered I the Keanu Club. I love A Scanner wow. Darkly and Rachel hated it. And it's right before Bernie. Oh okay. It's a weird I don't know why I, I don't get it it's, it's strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sell out, man. Yeah, it's totally like you look <laughs> at his body of work and it's like, what is this doing here? Like, I understand the allure. Like I said, like I, I mean, just being into film and and things like I, I like Orson Welles. Like he's, I don't know, like an inspiration. Like to be quite honest, and so I could understand like an actual filmmaker wanting to explore the life of Orson Welles a little bit, you know, and do a movie about him, whatever it is, you know. But why the fuck did you make this? Yeah, like <laughs> you know, it's like it's a, like this yeah. is a very like one note kind of like made for film movie about Orson Welles it could have been much cooler I think why make this version of this yes that's what I'm saying why yeah. make this version of this make yeah. this that's fine but you could have took some like huge liberties here as opposed to just like you know playing it super safe and just giving the movie that I expected from it I was a little surprised that it turned out to be Zeph getting dragged around by Orson Welles learning you know the ins and outs of the theater life uh, that was kind of strange like I don't know if I exa- expected him to be in it more or what his role was going to be but to be quite honest by the end of this movie what i w- wanted to see was link letters interpretation of Caesar that Orson Welles was yeah, putting on. Yeah, same. We, right, we get to see like a couple scenes of that, and it looks pretty awesome. That's like my favorite part of the movie. I agree. I, I really like, I hate plays. Like, I'm not a big play guy, <laughs> but I really wanted to see like the film version of that play. It looked badass. Were they supposed to be Nazis? Like, were there even Nazis then? I guess it was It was weird. Like, I feel like all the decisions that Orson Welles made in the movie for his play, we don't know why. Like, we don't have any context or anything. They're just like, we sort of see what's going on. And I guess that's because Zeph is just like a minor part in the play. Yeah. And like, Zeph's also top build in this. Like, he's the star of this movie, but it doesn't feel that way for like no. half of it. No, it definitely yeah, feels like it Orson is the star for sure. Yeah, it feels like Zeph is supposed to be the audience's way in, but. Why that doesn't really work for me is because this is a 17-year-old in 1937 New York. Like, I can't really relate to that anyway to begin with. I mean, teenagers haven't changed that much, but I'm not a kid anymore either. So I feel like we could have just been following Wells, and the character that Zac Efron plays like could be in the movie... But we don't have to see the whole movie through his eyes. That was, to me, a strange decision. Yeah, and also he has, like, a really small role in the play. Like, I wanted him to have, like, a badass role in the play, too. But they, like, kind of shortchange him there as well, so... I guess the only big sort of suspense is that he's supposed to play this lullaby. And at the very end, when they actually perform the play, he we finally hear him sing this lullaby. And it's, like, not even impressive to me. I was expecting him to draw tears to my eyes or something. Yeah. I, I, they've really built that up because they never showed him practicing that with the rest of the crew so that just kind of felt like not a great reveal the production of julius caesar in this film that we only see the first play because zeph gets fired after the opening night 
ran for 157 performances wow. during its run at the Mercury Theater and later at the larger National Theater, which is by far the longest run of the play in Broadway history. So really? No other production of Julius Caesar had run or has run for as long as this play. At least at the time of the IMDb trivia was written, which I don't think... I'm guessing there hasn't been a new Julius Caesar adaptation in the last 10 years. Maybe, but I don't think so. Yeah, so, I don't think so either. It's a very successful... Like, I can see why this story wants to be told, because it's... It looks badass, you know, I agree, yeah. It's a cool play, like a good version of it. We get Orson Welles. We get, there's lots of pieces here. I just don't know why it was made the way it was and not, like, more relaxed or sort of, like, I don't know. I wanted it to be the opposite. I wanted it to be more chaotic. Like, it was, Mm -hmm. like, towing the line of being kind of crazy, and I wanted to just go balls to the wall and just let Orson start throwing shit, and, like, I wanted to see more shit break. I felt like it was too tame for me. Yeah, I think I'm leaning toward there, too. I wanted it to get almost madcap to a degree where it becomes, like, slapstick when things get too out of control, but I feel like they don't focus a lot on, like you say, on, like, decisions about the actual play. It's more about the relationships backstage, and that's, like, the soap opera angle to this all. Like, at times it almost felt Woody Allen in that regard like it's all about the relationships and it's not about the play so that's sort of you know off to the side it's 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 the big thing that's going on here but it's not really what the movie's about but ultimately i think i wanted a movie about putting on the play instead of the people putting on the play yeah because we even see like we see like a decent amount of the play down the stretch but it's still not satisfying like i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know how they could have done it either uh, if they didn't show like 60% 60% of the actual play. That's what this is a tough film to make to begin with. I could understand, like you say, like you want to tackle this time in his life because this performance was so groundbreaking, but I don't know. It doesn't seem like there was enough with just focusing on the play for them to flesh out an entire film, and so that's why we go like out of the theater. Yeah. Um, you know, it could have been more Birdman. Not that it needed to just be one <laughs> camera, but I'm saying, Agreed. like, you know, like, yeah, like Birdman Maybe that's what I wanted. to stay in the, stu- in the theater. I really, yeah, now that you say that, that's exactly what I'm, like, relating this to, and that's what I wanted. I, was, I wanted it to be more Birdman than it was. Because I feel like they, sent, they spent so much time, like, setting up the play... That when the play starts, you're like, well, there isn't like there's not enough time left. Let's just continue with like the relationship stuff. Or like if they had gotten to the play like half an hour earlier, then you can sort of spend like an hour on the play. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just like the amount of time like you're right, like the amount of time that we're there and the way that it's shot or showed or what it's just strange. Like it's not bad. It's just I don't understand it. Also, we waste a lot of time on like a really shitty cliche love story. Like he meets this girl in the beginning, then he chases the other chick, then he comes back into this girl at the end. It's like, can we just cut all of that out and just show this play like I wanted to see? Yeah, and then throughout the film, you could show full scenes during rehearsals. You know, you don't always have to show them rehearsing the same scene, but by the end of the movie, you could sort of get a gist by of putting the entire play together in yeah. your head. You, don't, you know, you could just show certain parts of certain acts in the end in its entirety in full makeup and everything but throughout the movie you could show them rehearsing they do once or twice but it's never clear where or when or what part of the play they're doing and if it's supposed to even matter that that's what's happening it's all just yeah it's all just there to service like all the romance and (laughs) and all of that that kind of stuff I found it kind of funny that uh, that Zeph's character stands up to Orson Welles like that like it just (laughs) ah man I just thought that part was really funny because yeah when he's like don't sleep with her she don't quadruple space her that's my yeah. yeah. right your wife is pregnant like woo because he gets some bad advice kind of or he doesn't, he doesn't, nah. advice, he doesn't know because he's just like the guy's like you need to fight for her and then he fights for her and the guy's like whoa 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 like that's i didn't not say what i meant no like, he said i didn't down, fight dude, orson. orson yeah true like girls do want that they just want you to fight for them but zeph just took that very literally and the dude was like no dumbass i meant just like try to fight for her not fight orson for her yeah that's yeah and it, when it's your boss who's who, like it's just like he didn't really think any of it through he's really love struck or just blinded by the poontang right like he can't he can't see past anything because he's like he wants to be an actor and this is an enormous break you know we basically lucked into this huge bit like he's gonna like and he knows orson he knows very well who he is like who who, who does he think he is that he could stand up to a guy like that i just really like i think zeff played that really well though that that sort of naivete yeah going from a guy who's well composed and knows like starts learning his way around the stage and and sort of falling 
falling into a role to then reveal like oh no I'm still like this 17 year old kid that overreacts and doesn't know really what he wants like I, it was pretty interesting just to see him pull out like a couple extra chops I wasn't aware of because I've, I've mostly seen him in like the raunchy comedy stuff yeah word and he's pretty he's pretty good in stuff he's just I feel like this could have been like this is like in terms of like what Zack Attack what I was hoping for and like his part like the pieces are there. I feel like this could have been like a real showcase. I was getting at times, I'm not sure why, just kind of like a, a liberal arts vibe yeah. a little bit. Oh but no, like this, I just listened to that episode. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> I mean, that, because he's only in that movie for like seven minutes. It's it's the same kind of like... Let I him be Zeph. Higher... We, we want him to be Zeph. We've seen a lot of Zeph now. We want him to be Zeph. And when yeah. he gets toned down, it feels weird to us, is what it is, I think. Especially coming off, like, it's bad timing, because especially coming off the High School Musical movies. Where he's so Zeph in High School Musical. He's, so, he's the most Zeph. Yeah, he's the so, he's bluest Zeph he's ever been. <laughs> So you think they're trying to maybe like mold him? This is more of like an attempt to be like a character actor or something. I mean, he wouldn't he wouldn't be the lead then necessarily, but to sort of suppress what makes him Zeph and try and do other stuff, or should he just do what like you know Schwarzenegger did and just be Schwarzenegger? Right? It's not like he ever tried to hide what he was. It just it was very plain and obvious, like what he did. You know, there's certain actors right. like that, right? Like yeah, like Johnny Depp, right? Like, yep. It's just him in another hat, basically, every other movie. Yeah. It's not like he's buried in a character, per se, all the time. You, you gotta have, like, a director who wants him for him and not yeah. not to play, like, a character or something. Like, I think that he, in this movie, he, he kind of plays, like, that heart... Like, because he's a handsome guy, obviously, so yeah. like, he plays that heartthrob, but it's still that stage where he's trying to not buck that Disney Channel. Or maybe it's... Maybe he wants to, but his agent's like... You have another High School Musical movie coming out. You can't yeah. do, like, you know, some equivalent of Spring Breakers right now. Yep. We need you to, like, just sort of keep it in check. And then after High School Musical 3, you can go and do Entourage and basically say, fuck the High School Musical movies. I'm a man now. I'm not doing this anymore. And then go from there. So I feel like this is maybe... A stepping He's got step. this reputation. He's got this backing from the High School Musical movies. He's able to sort of headline a movie or be this bigger part, but it still has to be restrained and kind of family, like, not necessarily mm-hmm. a family movie, but, like, one that, like, kids could still see, because you know that after they see these two movies on TV, before the third one hits theaters, they're gonna be like, oh, Zac Efron's in a new movie, let's go see that. I don't think so, man. I think this was, like, way a different audience. Like, I don't even think girls that like Zeph went to go see this movie. Yeah, I want to know what, like, a girl that liked Zeph at the time like, that went to see this thought of this movie. Well, the, that's the other thing, that this thing barely was in theaters. So this mm. movie cost $25 million to make. Nothing. It made a little over $1 million in the U.S. Ugh. box office. It made another, like, $1 million worldwide. Ugh. It had a high average. Like, it opened the third highest average, because it was only it only opened, like, two or four theaters. So, like, it was just, like, an indie art house movie. I mean, they did not make their money back on this. I can guarantee you that. If $25 million feels like a lot for this kind of movie. Yeah. yeah. What, what the fuck did they spend it on? I don't know. I mean, High School Musical three cost twelve. Oh damn! This is a full-on period piece too, though. If you notice, yeah, costume like, and stuffs, every, yeah. Every car, all the costumes. Yep. There's clearly CG trickery going on in the deep background, you know, with like signage and all that kind of thing. So I, I kind of see it on screen. It, it really looks like a nice film. They, they might go a little overboard, leaning toward the sepia tone at times to yep. invoke the nostalgia of that time. But it looks like it's actually what they look like. They spent all the money, basically. Like I don't, I don't feel like they cut any corners here per se. It's just, a, it just is a very strangely structured story too. But I, I have to just going back quickly. I think I kind of agree with you there, Joey, on the point that like. If you've seen him in High School Musical and you're looking for something to watch him in in the meantime while they're making the next High School Musical, like this this might not be for teenage girls or preteen kids or anything, but this definitely feels like the kind of thing parents of Disney Channel watching children would be allowed to watch in the meantime. You know, like, oh, Zac Efron's right. in this movie? Like, of yes, this seems safe. Even though it's PG-13, it's mostly because people are smoking cigarettes and yeah. they're triple spacing. But <laughs> Quadruple <laughs> spacing. Sorry. But I do, I do feel like this is a very safe career move for Zef. Like, not to really break out entirely yet, but to sort of test the waters, see what he could kind of get away with, see if he could get away with a more sort of family-centered period piece. Does he even 
look like he belongs back then, all that kind of stuff, I feel, is getting worked out between high school musical movies. I can agree with that. We also have in this movie, I don't remember what role she plays, and I just watched this movie last night, we have Imogen Poots, who will again return in that awkward moment. Oh, yeah. We have Should a, be a three-timer? Way down the stretch. No, just a two-timer, I think. I don't oh, think that was a... backwards, that awkward yeah. moment. That already, I'm sorry, you're going backwards. Yeah, we're, yeah. It's, it's, it's the opposite of what we do. It's a yes, the whole yes. twisted narrative we weave over here. Isn't that, in that movie, I also, because uh, I kind of caught up with your uh, show. I'm only, okay. I only didn't have time to listen to like, the last three or four, but didn't in that episode, didn't like Miles Teller like bond with her dad and then like, her dad dies and he decides not to go to her funeral because he yeah. feel like they'd be boyfriend girl like that was so listening to that blew my mind <laughs> dude I could watch the movie it's watch that movie I promise I, I could watch that it's, <laughs> it was fucking terrible was crazy dude. to hear yeah yeah there's there's some weird stuff in Zack Attack I can tell you that much he's made some very interesting choices going back to the direct like what parts he picks choices whoever his agent is sometimes needs corrected for sure what's weird is that not weird, maybe, but like Zoe Kazan and Imogen Poots, I I really, really like both of them. So I was excited when I was looking to see who's in this movie. I was like, oh, I love both of them. And they both play the same kind of role. I would say Zoe Kazan a little bit more, but it's like the manic pixie dream girl, like the one that like makes you live your life to the fullest or whatever. Yeah. But like, that's not what they are in this at all. Like Zoe Kazan's like this nerd in a really <laughs> early role for her. And Imogen Pooch is just like sort of like a minor background character. Like Claire Deans would be that role, but she's not that role either. So it's just, it's... <laughs> You know, there's these two these two actresses who've kind of fallen into this like rabbit hole of sorts, or you know, pigeonhole or whatever, of you know, just like Zeph is this beautiful whatever, beautiful dummy in a lot of movies. <laughs> there are yes. these girls who are perfect and they like teach you a lesson about how to live life, and that's not what they are in this. So everybody's like close kind of to what they will become but none of them are there quite yet. Oh, that age, sort of. Maybe it's just the timing of us going backwards, man. Maybe we're just, like, noticing weird shit just because of the chronology of how we're doing it. Yeah, I felt like we tracked that a little bit when we did Shia, too, because we went backwards during all of his movies, and we sort of were like, oh, I wonder if we'll see the genesis of this or how he developed doing that. Uh, and so I think that's quite possible, is just as you're going backwards, it's they're younger, their roles are just less risque, you know, it's kind of amazing though to watch this and be like, he's gonna go do Dirty Grandpa and yep. <laughs> neighbors, and see, neighbors, yeah, and neighbors, and yeah, like he does not watching this. It just that's why I feel like like he's good in it. It just doesn't feel like something he should do or be in or, or that would promote his brand in any sort of way. Like it just doesn't fit into his image at all, which is just making it all the more sort of uh, awkward to see him walking yeah. around and in the 30s yeah he's kind of like the male miley cyrus situation you know what i mean like he has to That's break true. out of yeah. disney channel so yeah i just thought about that i was like well Damn. i feel like i feel like a lot of people are like that in both disney channel like because britney spears was sort of like that Christina aguilera selena and justin timberlake a little bit but not quite but then also like we were talking when we did uh, a cage club thing recently about the seventh heaven people like jessica biel sort of goes through that too it's like all these actors and actresses get seen as this wholesome person. I feel like some of them continue on that path. Uh, maybe like Kirk Cameron, for instance, is doing his own <laughs> thing. And like, you know, he never really went and did like edgy, risque things. But then other people who want more or who sort of want to be like, that's not me. And like, who knows what the real Zeph actually is? Like, maybe this is not what he really wants to be either. The real Zeph like, is the stone corrected. Zeph. The <laughs> stone true. Zeph with yes. Jamie Foxx. That's the yes. real Zeph. Backstage at E3. Yeah. But like, he course corrected so hard into this like ripped mm -hmm. frat boy, party guy, whatever that that's like who he is now and so I feel like because we were talking early on when we were doing Neighbors and Neighbors 2 and That Awkward Moment and all these movies about like we don't think this can continue on for very long he'll be mm -hmm. he'll still be attractive and he'll still be like you know I mean Rob Lowe is yeah. you know, 45 or 50 or whatever he is and he could still be that same kind of role we had this one course correction or one shift in like the types of characters that Zeph is right after these movies you know pretty shortly after I think we're going to get another one soon-ish. 
I just don't know when, and I don't know what it's going to wind up being. I think he's going to do, like, just like you said, I think he's going to do the Rob Lowe thing and take, like, a little bit more serious approach. He's going to tone it back some, and then he's going to wind up doing more wholesome comedies near the end. Yeah, I feel like he needs, like, a like a Magic Mike moment. Something that is, like, in... Well, it's got, like, what he's good at, which is, like, these raunchy comedy things, but also reveals that he has heart and can act and emote. You know, he needs a role that sets him off into, like, the next stage, you know? Like, I yep. think you were saying, you know, like, this this will I do feel like this phase of his sort of frat comedies are going to run their course I mean he is he's just going to get too old for them at some point I feel I mean he could always be yeah like the groundskeeper in the Caddyshack remake but who needs to see that <laughs> nobody right. but I, I also feel like there that the potential is still there like just because he's resting on his laurels now and he's in this comfort zone I don't I don't think like he's done by any means I, I do feel like he will sort of reach another level at some point. Uh, I don't. I don't think he would be doing what he's doing uh, if he wasn't like enjoying it and having fun and finding it challenging getting paid. in some way. Getting, getting paid. paid too. Okay, yeah. But I mean, you gotta. I mean, he wants to do it to some. I mean, he wants to be an actor. I don't know. I just. I feel like he. He has that one. He seems like the kind of guy that has that one role in him that can shift his entire career again. You know, like he'll take Agreed. another dramatic turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might take five or ten years, but I do. No, we've already seen it. Like we've seen it in the fucking. Uh, in the paper boy was great. We've seen it in. Uh, what was the fucking NASCAR one, Joey? At any price. At any price. Like we've oh, seen him the do. Dad like, and him murder someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like we've seen like some serious ass roles. From him, so like, yeah, I, I I definitely think he has it in him to change course again. But I think what needs to happen is sort of what you're both saying. He needs to be in a movie like that that people actually go see. Yeah, like he needs to be in a movie that like the Coen Brothers make or yes. that Tarantino makes. Yes, and that there's these actor or these directors who like I don't want to say I feel like if he bottoms out, like he could sort of be rescued by Tarantino. Absolutely. Like Tarantino, you know, going back to the Magic Mike moment, Tarantino was just in Hateful Eight. Exactly. That could have been, in theory, could have been Zeph or somebody like that, maybe. I don't know. But, like, the Coen brothers, I feel like, can take people and, like, repurpose them and be like, we've seen you do this one thing and this one thing. I want you to do this for us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They need, he just needs to be in a movie because he's done those roles. You're right, Joe. Like, he's been in The Paperboy and Adam Lee Price and, like, these more serious, heavier acting chop movies and he can hold his own. It's just, like, that's not what he's doing. Like, he just, he seems, I don't know, maybe people aren't offering him roles, or maybe he just, I, I mean, we don't know his thought process, but he seems just sort of content to, like, ride out this wave of, like, Fuck making, yeah, movies, get paid. making movies with his buddy, get paid. and, like, you know, <laughs> making out with beautiful girls in all these movies, and, like, cool, like, do your thing. I just want, I think we all want him to be, like, to go to the next step and, like, be a Brad Pitt type. Like, a, a, exactly. like, a guy who should mm-hmm. be a character actor, but is too handsome, so he's gonna, like, lead movies and just become serious and be able to, like, then go off and do, like, weirdo things, but also have the respect of Hollywood to be like, oh, he can lead my mostly serious drama. I've seen him do it in this, this, and this. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. I think it'll happen. Not with Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in two more movies I think coming out this year he's in that adaptation of The Room or he's in The Disaster Artist yeah oh he's the, in the, that the, yeah. yeah and he's okay. also in this movie called The Greatest Showman on Earth I think which is like a circus movie Ugh. so that I don't right. think is gonna be real straightforward comedy so like we'll see what he's like in those I don't know yeah we're gonna get some new stuff here I'm excited for it. I want to see him play the bad guy soon. Like, I want to see him in some kind of psychological thriller killer role. You want to see him do, like, you mean, see him to do Robin Williams in Insomnia? That's what you want to see from Zeph. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, what was or the Or Keanu one? in The Watcher. Right. Or Josh Brolin in that one movie where he, like, bakes pies. Doesn't isn't it? Or was it the J-Lo? Oh, Labor Day? Neighbor. Yeah. There's a couple oh, of them out so, there. Yeah. That J-Lo when, movie like, was Josh so Brolin breaks out of prison and then goes and makes pies with Kate Winslet. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, Zeph on the run. She, he's found, like, hiding in the attic, but then, like, ends up protecting the mother from some guy around town. And, you know, it all plays so out. A Remake of Hyder in the House with Zeph as the Gary Busey role. Oh, no. I'm down. This is kind of a crazy coincidence. I think it was Charlie St. Cloud. I think it was Charlie St. Cloud, Joe, where Lindsay Lohan was supposed to be cast in the movie, right? And then, yes. Yeah, it was definitely because it was the boat movie. Because the producers are like, we can't insure her. We're not going to cast her in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. She was on, she was on a the bender. That's same right. same story here. Lindsay Lohan was supposed to be the Kelly Riley role, the actress, 
and producers would not sign her because it's impossible to insure her. Oh my god. So twice now in Zeph movies, and two of the last like four or five, and you know, in terms of going like chronology, chronologically, two of the last like three or four maybe, she was supposed to be in a movie with Zeph and just producers were like, No, we can't do it. Wow. Shit got so real for Lindsay Lohan at some point <laughs> in the late two thousands. And she ended up somehow mm-hmm. doing the canyons, right? At some yeah, point. Yeah, well I mean that was whoo boy, yeah. But yeah, I'm not saying that was good, but I'm just saying, like, of all, you know, that's what it came to. (laughs) The poor girl. (laughs) Well, she was in that just because she's like, yeah, I'll get naked, whatever. Oh, I thought it was because, like, no one else would hire me, and Paul Schrader doesn't need me to sign a waiver, and there'll be, like, you know, (laughs) well, they didn't need to, they didn't need her to have a sign to sign a waiver for her to be shirtless and ridiculous. I guess. <laughs> and watch dudes jerk off. That's that's a weird movie. That's a weird, weird movie. I've never seen it. I uh, don't. Just well, the you might like it because it's bad. It's oh good. It's uh, it's Brett Easton Ellis wrote it or directed it. Like some... he wrote it and then Schrader directed it. Okay. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. I think it, the rating might be under like twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's my cutoff good. point. If it's if it approaches twenty five, it's I would be surprised. Okay. I like anything below twenty five. What is my rules? Below twenty five and over seventy five. No, like, I feel like that's. Oh wow, it's it's twenty three percent. That seems crazy high. Yeah. Well, I mean, that many people, I guess, just wanted to see those actors get naked with each other, and and found that scene. Because you know who the the lead actor is in that movie, Joe? It's James Dean, the porn star. Oh, nice. So who? It's. Oh, yeah, that's it's, um, it's, that's it's fucking Farrah from Teen Moms. Uh, wasn't that the dude that yep. she was banging? Oh, yeah. 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 Him tapes. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. I definitely need to watch this. Cool. Speaking of that kind of thing, I want to offer an addendum that we found out since we recorded High School Musical three episode. Kelsey from High School Musical. We spent so much time in the High School Musical episodes. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actresses who got our discovery. You know, you kept calling her Vagina Hudgens. We kept talking about how attractive Sharpie. Ashley Tisdale got. Sharpie's hot. Kelsey got really hot since the third movie. In yeah. Real life. Like, it's it surprised both of us. Yeah, show Mike the pic so, he, so we can talk about him. Can you find him and send him to it? Let me get... I'm going to get a Kelsey regular picture. Kelsey... Oh, I got a good picture that, that put, totally describes her, too. Here we go. Okay, cool. <laughs> This about sums it up, my friend. Okay. So that's her. Right. That's her oh, in the movies. That's what we're oh working with. She looks like the daughter... She looks like Michael Caine's granddaughter in the movie I saw today. So we're like, oh, she looks a little better than the first ones. I keep forgetting the name of this movie I saw today. It's that forgettable. What was it? Oh, Going in Style. With the three the three geezers rob a bank. Oh, uh, yeah. This is her now. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. How old she, is she? Um, probably Zeph's age, so she's probably like old enough to quadruple space, probably in real life. Wow, that is an image makeover. Wow. Right? Yeah, it's like what is go? It's so weird. Is, is there something about being like a Disney or Nickelodeon star that gets you so sexually repressed that as soon as your contract's up, you just go like fucking crazy? And like, I think it's a certain type of personality, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Like I said, I'm just waiting for those Ashley Tisdale nudes. A couple more years, let her break out. That's what I want. Oh, this movie also hit theaters when New Moon was in theaters, so people were just obviously going to go see that. Like, they're similar, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah, like, there's no way. It was also, like, The Blind Side was in theaters, oh. uh, Old Dogs, so uh, okay. there was a lot of things that people this age, or the like, people who would have been allowed to see this movie would have seen instead of this movie, if it was wider release, but it just wasn't. Do you think that they didn't wider release it because they, like, knew it was going to flop, or, like... What, I just don't the... think that they... Whatever production studio made it, I don't I don't, just, I don't, I don't think that was part of the distribution deal. I think it was just like, this is not going to be a hit, we're not going to pay to have it released everywhere, we're not going to pay for marketing, we're going to put it out in New York and L.A. and just, like, let it live. Let people go see it just because of the Linklater's name on it, I think. Did, did the critics like this movie? Yeah, it has, like, an 85 on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Wow. That I expected. Yeah, yeah same, dude. That's because nobody fucking saw it. It is It is unusual. Like, it's, uh, like, even for Richard Linkletter, who, you know, makes sort of, like, strange indie films. I mean, you know, they're straightforward enough, but, I mean, they're, not, they're, un, they're unconventional. Even for him, I, I feel like this got a very small release. Like, almost like it was buried or because the people who paid for it didn't get what they we're looking for or something. I don't know. It just it just seems like one of those things that was like just made and, and never thought of again. Just sort of like I found a, I found a review that somebody said this was great. I'm making my way through Linkler's film movies and this is definitely one of my favorites. 
and gave it a 90%. Oh, God, no. Yeah, that's what I thought. On Letterboxd, the top review, the most liked review said, Boyhood took 12 years to make, this took 12 years to watch. (laughs) Harsh. So the the critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes says, me and Orson Welles boasts a breakout performance by Christian McKay, which is totally fair. He's great as Orson Welles. Yeah. And an infectious love of the backstage drama that overcomes its sometimes fluffy tone. So I feel like the same way that critics fell in love with La La Land because it's a movie about making movies. Because it's shitty. People saw this. <laughs> people saw this and just like, hey, this is a movie about creating a play, like putting on a play. Yeah. And like, Theater we've all life. done that before. Yes. And so like, this is like, what a, what a look into that world. Yeah. I never want to be part of that world. <laughs> After watching those two movies, I'm good. So, yeah, so any other thoughts about the movie before we get into the games, or no? No, man, I had very small notes on it. I think we talked a lot about all the things that I wanted to talk about. The movie, we kind of went over the plot, but nothing really happened, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I don't have any more notes other than me yelling for Zef to do butt stuff with the girl at the end, so... Yeah. Um, okay, Mike. Any other thoughts about this before we get into the games? I liked when uh, when he what did Orson Welles call him like a God given oh actor the, this or, recurring or thing like yeah God given talent yeah. you're a God given talent and then he says it to like sixteen other people on the in the same scene yeah yeah that's like his go to line to get people like <laughs> to calm down if they're having anxiety attacks or just to like make them feel better but I just kind of thought it was hilarious that he's saying it to uh, to Zeph. I'm just like, he has no idea how great he might be one day. The other thing is, I finally figured out who the guy playing Orson Welles who reminded is it? Tell me. me of. Okay, he looks like a like a bigger or like a fatter version of Tom Lennon from Reno 911. Yeah, you know okay. That yeah. Yep. That's who he reminds me of, anyway. That's who I was thinking of watching this the whole time. I was like, I, who is that? And then Thomas finally, Lennon, who plays his Zef connection. best friend in Zephantine again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Zephantine yep. again. He's in, he's in another Zeph movie. Maybe your brain just went straight to Zeph. He plays like the crazy Star Wars yeah. enthusiast, right? Yep. Like a he plays Matthew Perry's best friend, who he, he moves in with after Leslie Mann breaks up with him. So, okay, so we have no mail. Boo! Let us down. Email us, ZachAttackAcades.com. Send the dick pics to Joey. Email us literally anything. Literally anything, especially dick pics. I'll read whatever on air. I'll describe pictures. A picture's worth a thousand words. I mean, if you want me to give a thousand words to a picture, we can do that too. Uh, just literally email us anything. Uh, okay, we got to do the Google game. Mike, get to play. I don't think we did the Google game when no. you were on last time, Mike. No, I don't think the so. Google game quite is a while new. Ago. Okay. So we do... Do you, do you know Zach the game? Efron, you know the game because you've been listening. Me and Orson right? Welles. You you know the game because you've been listening, right, Mike? Like, do we have to describe the game? Yeah, but why don't you just okay? Uh, I didn't hear like the last few, so why don't you just re-explain? Okay, it? the game is. I don't. I haven't heard you guys play it yet. Is it at the very end of every show? Yeah, it's, it's at the end of every show. What we do is we type in Google Zach Efron and the name <laughs> of the movie, and then we see the autocompletes, and Joe tries to guess what the autocompletes are. <laughs> okay. There's only two for this. Two Nobody total. Is searching for this movie. Okay. Zach Efron. So, okay, so another little bit of backstory. It's not for this one, but in a lot of movies lately, they've been like Eyes, shirt or jacket hair. or jeans or car or sunglasses, and okay. our theory is that it's all girls watching these movies <laughs> finding out what Zeph wears so they can buy them for their boyfriends so their boyfriends can look like Zeph. That's precisely what it is. I love it. I love that girlfriends are cosplaying their boyfriends around the world until everyone looks like Zeph. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or what we also, what Joe was asking for every time we finally got to recently is age. Because he's like, we're getting to the point where like older women want to masturbate to Zeph and they want to know whether she, they should feel guilty about it or not. Yeah, that's my theory. Which okay. we finally got to it. And age is not one and there's nothing clothes related. There's Hair? Only two for Hair? this one and they're, and they're very similar. Hair? No. Damn. You got a guess, Mike? Mm. Come on, give me something. Ukulele? It's, it's close oh! to ukulele, but it's not. Oh, In the ballpark. Instrument? Zeph instrument? No, you're, it's still the same ballpark, but no. Drums? Oh, Loot? Yeah, I was going to say drum roll. Loot? Is no, that no that, that'd be a good okay. one, though. I would want to see that, but that's not one of these, no. Do you guys think that was really him drum rolling? Because it didn't really nope. look like him. No, <laughs> me I don't neither. Think so. Me neither. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know how talented he actually was. He is he talented. He wasn't doing yes, that Yes, he is. Roll. Okay. Good, Joey. Give me, the, give me one. Give me a hint or something. It's in the music world, but it's not instrument related. Oh. Lullaby. Close. Ah, it's sort of a, a, a more broad version of that. Singing? Singing and song are the two. Okay. okay. 
That was disappointing. It's pretty lame, but like I can see people like remembering like, oh, Zeph has that one song in this movie, especially because it comes out in the middle of the High School Musical movies. Yes. And people are like, oh, I want to see that song that's in the movie that I didn't see. <laughs> yes, yes. I want to see the this as a musical. Like, come on, everybody. You know, we're doing Caesar tonight. <laughs> yeah. We're doing Caesar tonight. And like, they all just start <laughs> And Orson Welles is like, you've got to sing faster. You've got to sing. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah, I like, I like the idea. I would watch it. All right, now we got to do the trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we okay, do here, cool. Mike, as we put the trailer in Discord. Oh, right, yes. And so we're all going to click, I would say click play to let it load, but then pause it so it can, it can buffer a little bit. Okay. And then I'm just like we count down at the beginning of the episode, we're going to count down from here to, to play it. We all just sort of do like a live kind of commentary over it. All right, you guys ready? Yep. Yep. All right, so we're going to play it. It's me and Orson Welles' trailer. It's by E1 Films. Yeah. And it has 58,000 views, which is not very many for a trailer. Not at so all. So we're going to play in three, two, one, play. This is the story of... Oh, not even like a build-up. It's just straight into, right into dialogue. I fell in love. Girl. The week I would make my Broadway debut. What the hell? Uh, this is oh, like... A, so it's a Zeph voiceover, which I don't think is in the movie. It's just a no, voiceover No, it's a montage for the trailer. Quiet, I'm negotiating. Huh. This makes it look like the music makes it sound like a Coen Brothers, like a wacky kind of like period piece, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was thinking Woody Allen even at some point because like he would have jazz. He would have been great in like Hail Caesar. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I even think just mentioning Woody Allen again. I think Woody Allen should take a look at Zeph and put him in something. Yeah, you know, oh, that's do, you, do you think do you think Zeph could be the Woody Allen role in a Woody Allen movie? Oh my, I would love to see him pull off like that, like a Jesse Eisenberg, <laughs> exactly. Dancing. You're cute. This is a director of Rock, Rock Before Sunset. I mean, I want to see the movie they're pitching me. Yeah, same. You know, but I don't feel like it has the energy they're getting across. No. There's a lot more downtime. They just cut out all the action scenes of this movie together. I like uh, <laughs> the worry moment of the trailer. This trailer takes you through the entire movie, yep. too. Like, yeah. That's why we don't watch the trailers beforehand. We just watch them after. Yeah, or some strangles. Oh, boy. Pictures. I feel like we're at about like a 50-50 success rate in terms of like trailers being like decent for the movie and then like trailers just spoiling everything for the movie in terms of the Zeph trailers that we've done. Yeah, this one pretty much spoiled everything. Yeah. They just didn't show the they didn't show the library girl. If they'd have done that, it'd have been over. Oh wow, yeah. Oh, there, there she, she was at the end. Yeah. Barely. <laughs> we forgot to talk about that trailer reminded me he puts on the acting performance in his high school class and gets a yes. round of applause. God, that was such yeah. a so, like, painful scene. So the movie starts scene. off can we cut that scene out of the movie? Like, that was fucking terrible. Wait, at so the end? I like that scene. Oh, it's like a trash, you know, it starts. It starts and ends there. Because, like, the movie starts with him in class, and they're reading a book, and he's like, I thought he was, like, such a nerd that he's reading another book inside his book. Yeah, I have notes on but that. But he's just, like, remembering this adventure that we're going to go on. But we don't really know that quite, because it just, like, cut to a train, and there's a date on screen. It's 1937. And he's off to New York to go do his thing. On the on the note of the train, I really wanted him to go into Westworld. Like I was just really hoping <laughs> that he oh was just God. taking the he train. He would be good on Westworld too. Exactly. Oh, Teddy. Yeah. He'd be a great Teddy. <laughs> That's what I was saying. So there you go. Go ahead. Sorry. But he was, wasn't he reading Shakespeare in class too? Like that that was the whole point. Like he's an enthusiast. Like he didn't want to read what they were teaching him, but he was still learning. I don't know. He was a dork. <laughs> yeah. I really. I just. I just don't get it. That scene. That scene where he acts. It was fucking terrible. I hated it because it's like, first of all, if you're showboating in class, I don't care if it's 2007 or 1937, you're gonna get your ass beat. That was not a, something that someone does without getting clowned on. Like, my friends would have made so much fun of me if I would have done some dumb shit like that. That's why I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, man. I just thought it was like a like a kind of nice moment to end the whole movie on. Like, it just, like, it all sank in. It didn't him. end there. It ended with the fucking bird coming out of the library and, like, the most bullshit ending ever. <laughs> No, well, yeah, he goes to meet the girl in the library, and they run off together, and then that felt more awkward. I almost felt like it should have ended in class. I don't know. I just found it amusing. I'm not saying it was well done. Oh, you I can just like it, it dude. I don't give how... a shit if you like it. I'm just saying it sucks. Yeah, no, it's but it's funny how like he, he starts to quote the play that he was in, and then the teacher's like, fine, and then he keeps going, and the teacher's like, oh, my God, like, I'm, <laughs> <It'll> <laughs> like be... I've taught something. I don't know. It just all, oh, it, it worked for me, but yeah, no way in real life would like the class like 
break out into applause no matter what year it was. Yeah, and they definitely skipped over the scene where he got his ass kicked. <laughs> I really want. I really would wish that he would have recited it, but it would have been like the the Orson version, and it would have been like really fucked. Like it like was like uh, the like same story. Script. Yeah, it was like the same story, but just like totally different. You know, like all the words are different. He's not actually reciting Caesar. He's just saying something else, like that Orson made up. That's what I was hoping for. But no, we don't get that. We just get Zeph showboating and not getting his ass kicked. I literally called it showboating in my notes. That's what I called it. He was definitely showboating. I wrote down, uh, if I ever meet him in real life, I'm going to ask him to say that part of, this, of Caesar. Like, I'm going to write that down, <laughs> keep it in my wallet, and see if he could still <laughs> recite that by memory. Because you know, you learn something like that. It's probably with you for like a really long time. You're just drilling that into your brain and to be recited anywhere. Yeah, but Zeph has smoked a, a lot, lot of weed, weed since, since then. then. Yeah, I doubt that he remembers <laughs> okay. that. So on the last episode, in the High School Musical 3 episode, we took the guess, as we always do, for whether he would be shirtless or crying. He was neither in this movie, which is a real letdown. Wait, wait, he cried? He cried? He when almost he cry? cried. He almost cried. I thought he cried when he was outside trying to fight for Claire Danes, and, and Orson, like, grabs him by the throat, and he starts sort of, like, whimpering. It's almost. I, I yeah, it's an almost. No? Maybe he wasn't, like, full-on No, we've seen Zach Zeph tears, man. I, I always want, like, waterworks. Yeah, we want, okay, like, waterworks. Okay, yeah, it wasn't waterworks, no. It wasn't that. We got close. So what we guessed was, I thought I thought he was going to be a poor boy who Orson was going to rescue from the streets, <laughs> and it was going to be a poor boy with no shirt, and he was so hungry that he started to cry. Joe said he was not going to be shirtless, which was right, and then I bullied him into... Because the point of the game was to guess how he would be shirtless if he's shirtless, and you said that he was shooting a movie, and he would try on a costume. So again, here, he could have tried on a costume and just taking a shirt off, but no, we don't have no, that. No, we get a lot of white t-shirts, like very 30s-esque white t-shirts from him, but no shirtlessness. That's insane. How do you not have him have a changing scene? Know. They're in the theater. They're changing uh, costumes. Dude, we get them like, all the time. We and get he's them all the shirtless time. in the High School Musical movies, a too. Lot. So like, a lot of shirtlessness. It's not out of the question. No. Like, he's even given a pair of pajamas to change into oh, at one word. point. And I can't believe he didn't even get Fuck. shirtless before they fade to black. Good point. For crying, Joe, you said he was going to get molested by Orson Welles. And then you said, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, you said he won't get a part and then cry. But that's like the opposite of this movie. He's just like, hey, I'm your man. And Orson's like, all right, you got it, kid. Yeah, he just, just like walks up and just movie. like gets handed this part for a fucking drum roll. And then he gets fired at the end. And he didn't. That's I didn't see him crying there either, so. Only when he got choked out by Orson did I think I, I saw that. I did write down a quote, because I just edited the High School Musical 3 episode today, which, as we're recording, comes out in two days. And as you're listening to this, if you listen to this day comes out, it came out ten days ago, because we did all three High School Musical movies last oh, month. Oh, that's right, it comes but out Joe, soon. Joe, you did say, yeah. we're so good at being wrong at these. We're, so, like, we're, we're, we're not amazingly good at, good at being wrong at them. So now... The next movie we're doing what is, is the next Hairspray. Movie? Oh, fuck. Ooh. So how do you think he's going to be shirtless in that? I don't really know. I know Hairspray's a musical. I don't know what it's about. Same. I have never but seen how do you or think heard Hairspray. I'm guessing that it's going to be set in a salon. That's just a guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Mike, do you know what Hairspray's about or no? Oh, oh yeah. Like, I mean, okay. yeah, I don't want to say too much since you guys know nothing, but like, okay. I am... Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm yeah. guessing it okay. takes place in a salon. I'm guessing he's going to be shampooing someone, and he okay. gets a little bit of shampoo on his shirt, and it just spikes a moment for him to have to take his shirt off. <laughs> well, I have the feeling that this is going to be a very, very gay movie. I think he's going to be shirtless just through a lot of it. Oh, cool. Is he going <laughs> to... Is... Like Harvey Milk gay? Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, just flamboyantly musical. Yeah, okay. yeah. If, yeah, I'm sh- Not gay in storyline. No, gay but like in... happy and vibrant and bright. Well, not old-timey gay. Just like, like homosexual. A very, you know, movie that gay people... Like, it's just like a very Rocky Horror level musical. That's what, that's right. what I'm picturing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Uh, Mike, I, if you hadn't seen the movie, I would let you play too, but I don't want you to, like, sway. You know, cloud R. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Joe, Absolutely. how do you think he'll cry? Because we, we, we have to say he cries, so how do you think he'll cry in hairspray? Bad haircut, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say runs out of hairspray, like, <laughs> for sure. I'm just going to guess he's going to cry in a musical number. Oh. Oh, but, like, don't you need to explain, like, an action or something? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, he's going to break man up with up. a girl. Man up, man up. He's going to break up with a girl, and he's going to cry in the song. Okay. All right. So I just realized I was yelling at you to man up on how you were going to describe Zeph crying during high school, during hairspray. <laughs> 
then the irony was beautiful. It's like the thesis of the whole podcast. Yeah, that that was it. If if I could sum up if I could sum up Zach Attack in one sentence, it's yelling man up while describing how Zeph's gonna cry in hairspray. That's that yeah, that's pretty much it. I have a new game that we can't play this episode because it the criteria don't fit, so I think it happens for hairspray, so we'll play it for that one. Are you gonna tell us what the game is at least? Mm mm. Nope, you gotta, you gotta wait a month. Okay. It's a cock tease. Okay. <laughs> we do have one other game that we kind of forgot about. Oh, we did? And I'm changing the game. Go ahead. Fine. So, Mix it a up. few episodes ago, do you remember Jess Knight? I think it was before yes. Hyphen Musical. Yes, it might yes, have been yes, like yes, yes. Charlie St. Cloud, yes. where she was like the Joe's Fix, fix the names. Movies, yeah. Or the Joe's Fix movie titles. I don't really know how to play that game. What I'm going to propose instead, and this is inspired by her, I want to turn every movie that we watch into a movie that's titled like High School Musical, where it's just like the barest bones working title. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to do for all of them. But that's like, this already has that, me and Orson Welles. Like, you no, but I think, <laughs> I think we can get simpler and dumber. Yeah, it will be. It's okay, close. Okay. I mean, it's that is another thing I was thinking about this one. Like, we're, we're it's not like it's a great title in terms of being able to dumb it down. I think we are close, but I think we can do better. Okay, I got right. the walk on roll, and then that's it. Like that's featuring it. Orson Welles. That's what mm. I would do. Like a song. I feel title. like I feel like the walk on roll. The walk on like, roll that's is a good one. Um, do you got any other ones? Did you have one? Were you thinking about one? Rehearsing Caesar. Rehearsing <laughs> okay, Caesar. Okay. That's a good um, one. That's really. I mean, good. like just the rehearsal. <laughs> the rehearsal. Yeah. Caesar in yeah. springtime. There's springtime for Hitler. Yes. We keep going back to that over and over again. I know, dude. I love the producers, man. It's a good movie. Oh, hold on. Actually, side note. Uh, we talked about the High School Musical three episode. You were going to report back with what Rachel thought about High School Musical three because she hadn't seen it. For how much she loved the first two, she had never seen the third. So we were going to get her take on High School Musical three. So how did she like that? Because you guys watched that, right? Yeah, much, much like how she spends way too much time around me and my friends she fell right in line with us man she is disappointed by it she wanted so much more she thought that they like you know flopped on some of the things that she wanted a storyline wasn't for her and we concluded that two was unanimously the best and that that's the only they should stop there i mean we we, uh that's pretty much what we predicted that she was not gonna like it it's just it's a disappointment the third one yeah i mean and she was watching it to be and she was watching it as a little bit older but she still was like man like like she's just watching it and she was just like damn really like this is what it is and it's like the whole going way to college bullshit yeah she just wasn't she wasn't feeling it man so uh, i feel like if i feel like a, a sequel is rarely good to begin with that if it's good you should just stop like i look at like the alien and godfather movies you know like after two <laughs> those series well really yeah i mean high school now. musical two is way better it's than the one. pinnacle it's just, of high school musical three is wow. bad yeah it's great yeah. dude watch high school musical two it's fucking catchy any cool. other thoughts for how we could rename this movie I like what we have so far. Any other, like, anything jump out to you? No. Orson Orson Steals My Girl. Love in New York. Love in New York. I like That's that. Good. I feel like anything with, like, specific nouns, like, proper nouns like Orson, is too specific for this title. Right. Like, it has to be, like... It's got to be more general. It has to be something that, like... Stolen Girl. has nothing that, like, that does not describe <laughs> the movie. But also somehow perfectly describes the movie. Yeah. Opening Night. <laughs> oh, good one! Good yeah, no, one. That's, good. That's, that's actually that's a really I, I like, good. That one. might be that might be the winner. Yeah, opening night is fucking good. I don't think I can top that one. I was going dumber and dumber. So that's that's another thing. Email us what your High School Musical title would be for me and Orson Welles, or which one of ours you like the best. Just title something the dick pic creates. that you're sending as whatever the movie title should be dot jpeg and then send it to joey so that's it we did all the things uh we talked about this movie for longer than i thought we were going to mike do you have any other notes about this movie or anything else about zach this is the last one you'll be on we're winding down rapidly Mm -hmm. Um, any other thoughts about zeph or this movie i mean my fingers are crossed that he does another period piece at some point so i could come back down the line i hope so too it's still yet to be filmed a movie out there that i could uh comment on but i've had a great time thanks for having me on i think i've been your only guest right only rachel uh, cut in one yeah for the high school musical episode for number two yeah she was gonna be on all three and then alcohol and bad timing got in the way <laughs> alcohol mainly but this has been great like it's, i liked zeph now i really like him you know Good. just going along with you guys and and watching way more of him than i ever would have <laughs> to keep up with your podcast Same. and it all kind of rubbing off on me yeah like I, I i remember renting the wedding dates movie and 
Neighbors 2 and then listening to your episodes about it and stuff. So, like, you guys really got me on the bandwagon. I'll be following his career from now on. And, yeah, and I, I'm a believer, I guess, is all I can say. You're is, a like, believer? In him. A Zef believer? Yeah. In, in Zef I trust. So... <laughs> There you have it. That's a beautiful way yeah, to Yeah, thank this. you. Joe, do you have anything else or no? No, I'm glad Mike is our local historian that joins us, and um, I hope that we get him back, and I'm sure <laughs> that we will see him on our next podcast. That will be coming out when it is. We already picked out which movies you're going to do for that, Mike. They're not the ones that you signed up for, because <laughs> okay. to fit into the historian role, there's certain other ones. But we'll, we'll talk about that. There's, that's, there's time to figure that out down the road. But for all, right. all things Zack Attack, for all the High School Musical episodes, for all sorts of everything, you go to cageclub.me or facebook.com slash cageclub or at cageclubpod on Twitter. You can see all the Cage Club episodes that me and Mike have done all the Keanu episodes that me and Mike have done. I know I'm saying those grammatically incorrect, but this me and Orson Welles structure has got me saying things <laughs> all out of order. Uh, you can also go see the All His Movies episodes, where we did Shia. Me and Mike did Shia from new to old, just like we're doing Zeph. Lots of things for you to listen to and check out at those three places. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And that was Mike Manzi, and we'll see you next time on Zack Attack. Morpheus with his loot Made trees and mountaintops that freeze To his music plants and flowers Ever sprang as sun and shower